Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Relationships Rock. We are joined again by Hannah Kahana. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. It's so nice to be back. I feel like, you know, it's like I have my spot, my cozy chair in the corner, and I'm ready to just like dive right in. I'm honestly getting like too used to having you here. Guys, I don't know if you know this. Every time we record, we stay up for like talking for like two hours. And it's like, (laughs) Hannah, it's two in the morning. We have to hang up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's not just just, uh, all work. It's some of it is play. You know, when we were having one of these conversations, um, this idea really came about talking and normalizing coaching, dating coaching or coach bag, you know, which is a better investment. And what really got me thinking was that, you know, as many clients that I started seeing, I, w- I was starting to notice a pattern, a reoccurring theme, basically. They were asking good questions, but they were very basic questions that were not anything crazy, that were not anything that required intense therapy sessions or anything like that, which is obviously fine if it's necessary. But there, this whole idea of just being able to ask, you know, in questions that, questions that are important to you and getting clarity on things that um, may be very serious to you, but are very common, was kind of overlooked in the whole dating world and just, you know, in the Jewish world in general. And this idea of normalizing coaching as something that is just helpful and not scary, not anything that's coming from a place of somebody having a problem or a real issue, just really being a help. I think it's so important to kind of put out there and normalize in society because I feel like it could really help so many people. I'm honored and Hannah is also honored to be among the group of dating coaches that Adapta Sharkhan is offering this program. And what's funny was I posted on my status and I actually sent it to a family member that I thought would benefit from this. And their response was, why do you think I need to go to a dating coach? And it was like almost like defensive, <laughs> like like almost like, like a negative response of like, are you trying to tell me something? And I was like, no, no, no. I was just saying that I think it's a really cool pro- program and you're going to be paying very little considering and everyone would benefit from a dating coach. Like, why do you feel like there's this negative connotation to a dating coach or almost like offensive to say like, I go to a dating coach, you know, or like I spoke to a dating coach. Yeah, absolutely. It's almost like someone telling you, oh, you don't dress well, so you should you should really find somebody to help you dress better. You know, like that's, I feel like what comes across, but that's really the main issue is that I think coaching is kind of looked at as you need to do coaching if you have a problem and you don't know how to date. Everyone else does. And for some reason, you don't know how to. And that's really just completely wrong and a huge misconception when it comes to coaching. It's really more about maybe just changing it up or really looking at your dating life and seeing what could be enhanced or what could be just looked at very objectively if you're in a specific situation. And it's really just almost like friend that you didn't even know that you needed. Um, and once you, you start that friendship, you know, you start to realize how much they are adding to your life as opposed to being embarrassed by it. Totally. And I actually love this quote. I think I used it in a, in a recent episode. Just because you go on a break does not mean you're broken. Just because you have a dating coach does not mean that you don't know how to date or that you're a broken person. I think especially when we're talking about communities where there's no contact between, you know, boys and girls and there's just not a lot of knowledge um, or experience really on dating, you know, of of the process of connecting with the opposite gender, dealing with all the expectations, all the romance novels, you know, everything that we want. 
I think it's good to have someone to talk with, you know, like to talk through and kind of walk through through that journey. So I feel like the first question we have to answer, Hannah, is what is a dating coach? So I personally look at a dating coach as, like I said, the friend that you never had or never knew that you needed. And I think it's very important to realize that, you know, a good coach and that's somebody that you feel comfortable with is exactly that. It's a friend that is going to be honest with you and tell you the truth, not sugarcoat anything, but has your best interests in mind and is really just trying to help you figure out your way as opposed to telling you what you need to do, because that's really the best way to go about anything in life is that you have an understanding of how to do it as opposed to someone forcing it down your throat. Something that really stands out to me of what is a dating coach? And I, I really do view this in, in most forms of therapy, even the dating coach is not a therapy, but it is, it is in some ways kind of like an open dialogue type. Really a dating coach is a mirror that just shows your reflection, right? They're just there to kind of help you see what's inside and come to your own conclusions. And I know a little bit later on, we're going to be talking about red flags of coaches or things that coaches should or shouldn't do. But honestly, if a coach is telling you what to do, that's not a coach. As, as, a, as a dating coach, you're not telling the person, break up with them. Don't go out with them. No, you're helping them come to their own conclusions of what choice they want to make. And you might guide them, you give suggestions, but they're not forcing you. They're not taking away your own views or opinions or your own free will. But one of the biggest ideas I try to give over to my clients is this idea that I have their back, that I'm not there to push any agenda or to push anything on them that they're not comfortable with. It's really just about feeling that through this dating process, which is so difficult in and of itself and is so takes a lot out of anybody. So to kind of feel like somebody has your back, that's just, you know, aside from your family and your friends, because although they all mean well, usually a lot of times they're not giving you the best advice. And a lot of times they are, you know, I'll say, uh, they're, they're invested. They, they, you know, they want you to be happy, but they also have a specific agenda sometimes. So to really have somebody that you feel like is advocating for you in all aspects of dating is so important. And I feel like can change the way you date and really change your whole experience yeah and I think I'm, I'm glad you mentioned friends because a lot of people will say well I have friends I have friends in Shidochem I have friends who understand the process exactly and I feel like friends in Shidochem are amazing they serve a really important purpose of validating your experience right and validating the frustration and the ups and the downs but when it comes to advice you have to understand that if they're also going through that system it's very hard for them to really give you unbiased advice. And I also love that you said that you're kind of, you know, giving advice that's not biased because actually a dater told me this. She actually learned in part of her journey to have a dating coach that was not the Shadchan. That like, yeah. even if like even if the Shadchan is a dating coach, that she goes to somebody who's not the Shadchan. And I love that. And it's funny because now that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm involved as the Shadchan and now I'm, I'm starting to, as Hashem, start up my, my dating coaching and spending more time with that. I'm honestly debating whether like, you know, maybe it's time to kind of close the Sharchan chapter as much as you can give advice. And it's, it's hard when you're in the middle and you're listening to both sides, but there are things you can't share to both sides, right? So it's kind of like an awkward place. I love that you brought up that point because it's so true. Um, I think that just because you're a Sharchan, it doesn't mean that you're automatically a dating coach and vice versa. Just because you're a dating coach doesn't make you 
a good shopman automatically. And people ask me all the time, oh, so are you also a shopman? Like, do you set people up? And I always tell everybody, I'm happy to take your information and keep you in mind because why not, of course. And I'm happy to make a suggestion if I feel like it's a good one. But that's not my primary focus because that, that's not where I feel like it's my expertise. I What I focus on is the coaching aspect, which is very, very different than the initial setting up and you know the the putting two people together. I feel like it's two very, very different parts that are connected and that should be connected in the sense that you know your dating coach can definitely help you talk to your shots and, and can kind of be the middleman, which is very, very beneficial because then, you know, like you said, sometimes as a shot and you don't want to say certain things to the dater. Um, and, you know, the same thing as a dater, you don't always want to say something to a shot because you're nervous about how you're going to be perceived and about what it's going to look like. So if you have that middleman that is not the shot um, that is your dating coach, it really kind of helps to make you feel like you can talk freely and speak freely and the shopping feels the same way. And I feel like it helps to move things along so much faster in the process. Definitely. I feel like get your team on your side, you know, for to kind of walk you through this oftentimes difficult journey. So there's a clip from a movie that kind of comes to mind. And I'm not sure if I can admit that I used to watch movies back in the day. It's from Queen Victoria and uh, young Prince Albert. And they're you know, courting and she kind of says like a snarky comment, you know, they're, they're, they're playing chess and she's like, oh, so, you know, do you want me to find a husband so he can play the game for me? And he says, no, I think you should find a husband to help you play it with you. And I, I honestly feel like that is in so many ways what a coach is, you know, it's, they're, they're playing the game with you. They're not playing it for you. They're playing it with you. So when should someone get a dating coach? You know, is this something that someone says, you know what, I'm starting to date. I'm going to get a dating coach right away. Um, I told you, I actually heard of a guy who told me his yeshiva, they had a dating coach come in, which I thought was phenomenal. Or is it really something that you should do when you feel like, you know what, I'm stuck. Dating is not moving anywhere. I've dated for so long. I'm so jaded. In your opinion, like at which point should you be looking for a dating coach? So that's a great question. It's funny. I'm laughing in my head because I'm thinking like, it's almost like this like commercial, you know, but if you're experiencing the following symptoms, please get a dating coach. Um, and I think really the biggest symptom or not symptom, I think the biggest indicator that um, it's, you know, it's a good time to get a dating coach is really is if you're receptive to the idea, because if you're not receptive, then no matter how incredible this dating coach is, and no matter who you're introduced to, if you are not ready to receive what they're telling you, then it's not worth it because there is going to be work involved. There is going to be this give and take that you need to be able to share some personal things so that they can, you know, understand you better. So if you're not in a place of being open to this, then you're not ready. If you're receptive, then I think that at any point in your dating process, you could have been dating for two years. You could have been just starting out, which is obviously the better point to start this, but you have to be receptive and open to this idea. And that's when you should jump right in because that's when you're going to get the most help. And that's when it's going to really honestly change your life. Definitely. And I know a lot of people say like, I've heard people give the advice to parents like, hey, your 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 daughter or son is starting to date. Get them a dating coach, you know, kind of help them set out in the path. 
And, you know, I definitely think there's definitely pros to having that help early on. But I feel like the the symptom, quote unquote, as we're saying with the ad, by the way, I, I was cracking up in the background. <laughs> I was muted trying to take a drink of water. And I was choked. Um, I really feel like the symptom is, do you want to? Like, do you feel like a need, like, you know what? I need someone to guide me right now. And if you feel that early on when you first start dating, then go for it. You know, start dating with like a coach on your side. And if you feel like at some point in your journey, like, I just need someone. I don't know what I need. I don't know who I need but I need someone to guide me in my path, to be with me in my path, to hold my hand in my path. Um, I feel like that is when you should explore it. I mean, I'm very big into this and it's a totally different topic, but when that guy calls me and he's like, you know what, like, I don't know why, like I'm just really like attracted to this type of person, right? And I'm sure you know this, Hannah, and as a dating coach, so I say, you know what? If you're attracted to that, go check it out. <laughs> because if you're attracted to it, there's something there for you to learn. Either it's for you or or it's not, or, or it was part of your journey. So I feel like the same. It's like, if you have an idea of, I want to go with a dating coach, check it out. And by the way, what a better time than now with Adopt the Home, with this pilot program where you could get subsidized dating coaching. Just plugging them in. I love you, Lisa. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, it, this, this program that's being started um, with Adopt the Home through Lisa, I, I cannot, you know, speak enough praises about it because I think it's, it's groundbreaking and it's just something that's so different and, but at the same time, so necessary. Um, so I think it's, it's an incredible thing. And I think that it really just furthers this idea that we're bringing out here that if you, like you said, if you feel like, you know, you want to speak to somebody and you just want to get a better sense, try it out, see if it works for you. And I think that, you know, it really, it doesn't have to be also this very, scary serious thing like we were saying you know a dating coach is not a therapist um there's definitely room for therapists of course and you know they serve a huge role but i think that this idea that there could be people that don't need a therapist necessarily but still want guidance there's still so much room for coaches to fill that role definitely so how do you think somebody should go about finding a coach? And how do you know when you've met the right one for you? So I think that, you know, finding the right coach is really, it is like a shit off. You have It has to be something that just you feel is working for you. It is very much a on the job type of feeling where, you know, when you're, when you're speaking to them, you get a sense of if you're clicking with them and if you're vibing with them and I think the best way to figure that out you know before you speak to them is um, speak to your friends speak to people that you feel like can give you a good referral and understand why they're referring you you know like listen to what they're saying about the coach you know she was great or he was great because x y and z and if that resonates with you if that's something that you feel like would make you feel comfortable um, would make you feel, you know, open to speaking, then go for it. A lot of times also coaches, you know, they, they offer you like a free um, conversation beforehand or, you know, whatever you call that. Um, but in this way, you get a sense of whether or not you feel comfortable with them because it really is a feeling that you get. And if it works, it's awesome. And if it's not working, you know, you find somebody else. Definitely. I think getting references is so important because, 
and this is almost laughable because I'm not certified. I did not take any <laughs> course. Um, but I feel like there's so many people out there who want to be a mentor or who take on these roles and they actually end up doing more damage than good. So you definitely want to be um, careful with who you choose. And by the way, for those worried, like, oh my gosh, Raquel, you're you're plugging yourself as a dating coach and you just said you have no official training. <laughs> um, I am a psychology professor. Um, I'm also very humble. Kala teacher. I've been involved in Shidduchim for nine years. And I, I honestly was, was a dating coach before. I think even people use the term dating coach. And I've actually mentioned this to Hannah. Um, I, have, I have a lot of simcha, really, like in my neshama, that I've been able to bring so many neshama together and Shidduchim that I've made. But it doesn't compare to the ones where they say to me, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be getting married. You know, not because you set me up, but because you gave me such, you know, clarity and so forth so I think it's important to definitely get referrals know who you're going to and then also be realistic with your expectations of what this dating coach can do for you you know I joke around when I first meet someone like look I can't promise you that you're going to be married within the year like that's just not within <laughs> the, the, the bounds of what I can promise you um but kind of like my my tagline is you know I like to think I bring out the best of people and I would love to bring out the best in you. And I feel like that's ultimately what dating coaching is. It's helping you be in love with yourself. I know I'm a broken record, but I think it's so important. If you love yourself, then you will just be whatever you choose to do. And you know what? I actually could promise that you're going to be in a relationship within the year because you're going to be in a loving relationship with yourself, which is really my goal whenever I do dating coaching. So let's talk a little bit about expectations. When you have a new client come to you, Hannah, like, What's the expectation of what they could accomplish with you with any dating coach when they first get started? So that's a really great question. And I think it really brings up this idea that this is also how you know that you're working with a coach that's for you is that they're giving you case specific advice. And it's not just like this commercial, you know, thing that they're that they're giving over to that you could probably find on their Instagram page or things like that and that it's it, that they're telling you and they're explaining to you specific ideas and a specific game plan that would work for you personally when you come to a dating coach in terms of expectations I think it's very important to first understand what issues you think that you're experiencing and even if you're not experiencing specific issues what what I would say, what problems you have with dating specifically, if it's just that, you know, overall you hate dating, um, then that's your goal. Your goal is that you should hate dating less and it shouldn't be such a miserable experience for you. Um, so it's under, it's really important to first understand what kind of issues and things you're coming with. And then you can specifically work through with your coach, a, a game plan to kind of sort out, you know, how to make this better, how to, to, really improve so i would say that it's not so much that the first time you meet that you should have then have this you know end goal of everything is amazing and you're married and like you said you know a year i think it's more that you that after you speak to this coach you feel better and you come out with an understanding that things will be better than they are now and that's really the ebb and flow of life in general is that you always want things to be better than they are now um, and that's really the most realistic out view is that, you know, nothing's ever going to be perfect, but I want it to be better. And that's how you also 
you know, that's how you also work through things with the least amount of stress is that you're not trying to get perfection in everything. You're just trying to make things a little bit better. And I think it definitely helps if any listeners here are thinking of going to a dating coach is be very clear on what your goals are, right? Like, like anything in life, why are you coming to a dating coach? So you could say, you know what, I'm just starting off and I want just general advice to get me started. Perfect. Or I'm stuck. I, I hate dating. I hate myself. I'm just, I, I have low self-esteem because of all the rejection, which is so, honestly, it's like so common and it's so difficult to deal with, right? Or, you know what, I'm dating this great guy, but I'm stuck. Like, I'm just stuck in the relationship. I need help in the relationship. So if you're clear with your goal, it also helps you figure out when you're coming to a dating coach, like, what do you expect from them? And for them to be able to address specifically that goal that that, that you're coming with. Yeah, absolutely. And um, something else important to keep in mind is that when you are going to a dating coach, um, you know, if it's, if it's not if it's not a match, like we were saying, like, you know, you figure out that it's not working. Don't be disheartened. Don't feel like this is it. Like every coach is the same coach. There are so many coaches out there for this exact reason, because it's not a one size fits all type of, um, I'll call it therapy. It's, it's a, or coaching really. It's a, it's really, it's a matter of forming a relationship with your coach and figuring out the best course of action for you. But if it's not working, then, you know, look into somebody else, um, speak to some other people, but don't feel like if you went to one coach and it didn't work out, that means that every coach is like that. And I think that you can kind of see that with Shad Khanim as well. You know, sometimes you have better experiences and sometimes you have worse experiences, but it's a matter of really finding what works for you and what makes you feel the most comfortable. It's not that you need to be putting yourself out there to the point where you feel so vulnerable and uncomfortable because that's called doing your stadless. It's supposed to be something that makes you feel better, not worse. And by the way, this is literally what we both preach when you go on dates. You should feel safe. You should feel comfortable. You shouldn't, yes, there's obviously a discomfort of like sharing a little bit or being a little vulnerable, but you shouldn't have anxiety of, oh my gosh, I have to speak to my dating coach. That's not healthy. And and it's if it's the right person for you, you're going to feel safe you're going to feel comfortable. And I think that the conversation will flow and you're going to feel like, even if you're not meeting your goals per se, you, like, like you said, you're, you're getting better, right? Like things are bettering and you're understanding why you're doing things and you're understanding. I think honestly, it's also about clarity. You know, like I, I really do believe that like a dating coach is literally a mirror. They, they just help you see things that are already inside of yourself and just see them more clear. Like that's really what I what I aim to do as a dating coach is just to help you get clarity. Um, and ultimately, you have to make your own decisions. You know, you have to do you have to do it on your own. And I feel like this is a perfect segue to talk about red flags in dating coaches. And you know, everyone loves the concept of red flags. Oh my gosh, I went out with somebody and he smelled bad. Is that a red flag? You know, and I think that when you also go to a mentor, you also have to be aware. And it's not just dating coaches, by the way. It's Sharhanim, it's mentors, it's Rabanim. And there are times when people have, you know, come to me after going to, let's say, like the Rebbe, and I just hear the advice and it's, and, you know, like my number one red flag is no one should take away your choice from you. A dating coach, a mentor, a Sharhan, a Rebbe, they don't tell you what to do. They give you advice and they help you come to terms with your own decision, 
right? They kind of guide you in that process. Yeah, I think, and it's it's such a great question to ask it, you know, with the term red flags, because yeah, I think people talk about red flags all the time when they're dating. And I think that, excuse me, the relationship that you have with a dating coach really does mirror a relationship that you would have with a shopman or somebody that you're dating. Um, so I think that one of the biggest red flags that you would see with a dating coach is that if you come out of, of, of a conversation with them feeling worse than when you went in, um, meaning that even though they may have the best intentions, but they make you feel as though you are you're, you are bad as opposed to maybe your actions could be better. That they're talking, that they don't so much talk about your actions, they're talking about you specifically as a person and they make you feel like you've been doing things completely wrong till now and you know you're obviously need so much help and you you need to come to me and have you know 55 sessions because that's the only way that this is going to work you know if you leave feeling like you just watched an infomercial that's also another thing you know like it's it should be that you when you speak to them that even if they you haven't solved the problem yet but that there's a certain sense of calmness and a certain sense of you know, they have your back that you come out with. And that's really a way to see if this coach is going to work for you, with you. And this literally is one of the red flags that I say when you go on dates and someone says like, I am your savior. Like I am going to save you and I'm, I'm going to tell you exactly what to do. And it's really controlling. Like it's really controlling you. It's taking away your, your free will and your choice. Dating coaches don't save you. We don't tell you what to do. We don't show you like, you know, the path. We're literally here to help you come to your own conclusions, to give you clarity in the process. And I think if anyone makes you feel like you said horrible, like, oh my gosh, you're doing everything wrong. And I, if you listen to me, your life will be better. That to me is also, you know, definitely a red flag. Yeah, exactly. Like it, that they are putting themselves as your savior, that if you, you know, everything will get better because you have my help. It, it should be the complete opposite. It should be that you you they are showing you how to be independent and showing you how to be independently successful as opposed to needing a coach to be successful i think that's a very big red flag because the entire concept of coaching is that it should be short term this is you know i always say that when i don't hear from my clients for a while i'm happy i know things are going well i'm so happy for them to be ignoring me it's it's awesome you know and of course i'm i'm happy to hear from them um, you know, with good news as well, but it just, it just, it's supposed to be this relationship where almost like, like I said, with, with a friend, sometimes you have these close friends where, you know, you haven't spoken to them in forever, but as soon as you speak to them, I mean, you just pick up right where you left off. And that's, that's a great coaching relationship that you don't have to speak all the time, but when you speak, it's meaningful and you pick up right where you left off and it's not supposed to be a constant thing in your life. It's supposed to be some, someone that supports you and helps you um, support yourself. If you can't make a decision without speaking to your dating coach, then they're not a coach. You're supposed to be, you know, you're supposed to have your sessions, talk to them, get chizuk, inspiration, clarity, focus. But when it comes down to it, of course you can reach out to them with questions here and there. But if you feel like, oh my gosh, I can't do any decision without talking to you, then that's a problem. I actually was speaking to someone about this um, last week and I have, I have so many crazy dating stories and I don't share them for many reasons because I, I don't believe in sharing dating stories. I think that people always find out, you know, who you're talking about. But I remember, and I'll keep this very vague. I went out with somebody who said to me, 
my therapist thinks it's a good idea if I go out with you. At the time, I did not realize that was a major red flag, but that is a major red flag. You know, if someone can't make their own decisions, that's a red flag. Another thing I want to point out is it's important for a, a dating coach and a mentor and a Rebbe and a high school teacher to know their limitations of what they can guide you in. You know, not everyone has psychology backgrounds. Not everybody has, you know, specializes in specific things. And I think for, for a coach or a mentor to be human and say, you know what, I don't know about that. And to guide you to the right source. I think that's also really important because it shows you that they're human. And that again, it's not this like dependency of like, oh my gosh, you are my end all and, and, and be all. I'm, I'm going to share with you a story that actually is the reason why I'm going to be I'm recording an episode on porn addiction, hopefully next week with an expert. And there was, there was a guy that I, that, that I know, and I'm going to keep this super vague, who was struggling with porn addiction. And it's honestly, unfortunately common that no one will be able to figure out, you know, who I'm talking about. And he did not tell me himself. I did not have a relationship with him. If I had, I would have spoken to him directly. You'll see what I mean. He got engaged and he did not tell the girl that he had dealt with this. And I called his Rebbe and said to his Rebbe, you know, I feel like this is really important for the girl to know this before she gets married. And the Rebbe said to me, no, he did tshuva. He changed it's in the past. He's already been, you know, in therapy for like, I think it was only a year. There's no reason for him to share this. And I felt very strongly the other way because I do have a background in psychology and addiction is not just, oh, I did teshuva and it's fixed. This is something that comes up throughout life. And I think that when you get married, you should know what you're signing up to, to whatever extent. And if someone knows that this is a struggle, it's going to be for them for the rest of their lives. They should share that with the person. And I remember he said to me, he, he threatened me and he said, you know, if, if you say anything, then if, cause, cause if you say something, she's going to break off the engagement. And if you say something, you're going to have to answer in Shamayim that you broke off the shirach. And I said, okay. And then you're going to have to answer in Shemaim if you ruined this girl's life because you didn't tell her something that she should have known. I, I feel like there's, and I feel like I'm going to become like an Apicorus here. I feel like there has to be a balance also with Das Torah, you know, of like, of like Rabbanim and people who, who mean well, who are mentors. But you also have to be aware of psychology and be aware of like realities. And this is really something that stands out to me of a mentor who really meant well, a Rebbe who loves his student and want to see him married but kind of ignored the reality of addiction. And it could be any sort of addiction, but addiction plays up in many ways. And that's honestly why next week I'm recording an episode on this topic that I think is so important. Well, I just want to go back and like do like a, a hand clap and a mic drop there for that story. That was, that was incredible. Um, and kudos to you for standing up and really, you know, talking about what you knew needed to be said. Um, and I think that, your line of know your limitations applies to everyone in you know that's that's dealing with daters you know therapists anyone really everybody know your limitations i think that's what makes a great coach a great therapist a great teacher a great anyone because if you know what your what what you are is not your strong point then you also know how to get somebody the real help that they need um and i think that you know with rebaim as well I think Rebbeim play a very important role in people's lives and Das Torah 100%. But, you know, it, it would be great if these Rebbeim would 
would say something to these boys if they feel like when they're starting to date, they could use a little guidance and they say, you know what, go see a dating coach. If they could recognize that maybe this is out of, you know, things that they typically discuss, but it is important. I think that would be, it would help so many, so many people straight off the bat, you know, go see a dating coach, know your limitations, know what you can help somebody with and what maybe somebody else can help someone with. And, you know, I think it's, I've seen it so many times for me personally as a dating coach, um, you know, thank God, I, I definitely feel like I have, I have like amassed enough information or enough knowledge really to help a very varied group of people. But at the same time, I'm not a therapist and I'm not a psychologist. So if I have somebody that I feel needs something along those lines, um, I won't only suggest that they go see somebody, but I'll help them figure out who they should go see, um, what would be a good match for them. Um, because that's really some, that's essentially giving them the, the best game plan. That's still helping them out and showing them the best way, even if it's not me personally that's helping them. And I think another important aspect of the dating coach relationship is boundaries. You know, what, what are some healthy boundaries for you to put in place as the, as the dater and as well for the coach? Yeah. And I think that when it comes to boundaries, um, it's interesting because when we were describing the, um, you know, the, the relationship that you have as dating coach with your clients, it really is different than a therapist because it really, and this is how I view it, it really does come more from a friendship aspect than it does a patient-client um, aspect. So I think that when you when you keep that in mind, that it is more of a friendship, there's less, um, I would say like, not that there's less boundaries, but there's a certain, there's a different tone to the relationship. And therefore I think that, you know, it's okay as a coach to share some personal stories. If you feel like it would help um, your client and things of that nature, but you don't want to get too personal because at the end of the day, it is about your client and you don't want to sit there in a session, you know, talking about your personal stories for a half hour. And meanwhile, even though they're funny and interesting to the client, it doesn't really help the client. It's, you know, it, it's, it all has to be done with the idea that this is going to be beneficial to the client. And at the same time, you know, when you're wanting to set boundaries with your client, you want to make sure that you're, you as a coach feel that um, no, you're not getting into a place where you feel uncomfortable and where that your client feels uncomfortable. I think that's really the markers that both of you feel comfortable with the relationship that you have. I love that you mentioned that because I, I forgot for the red flags to mention that if, if a dating coach is just saying, listen, this is what I did. Let me tell you my stories and you should do it because I did it. That's also not good advice. You know, like you're not telling them this is what I did. So you should do it. Like you said, if there's a story that will help them feel like maybe you understand them or that they could, you know, visualize the example, go for it. But I think that honestly, the less, the better. Um, the focus is them, the client their journey, their path, and you're really there to just kind of facilitate that. And let me tell you, getting a session with a dating coach is definitely cheaper than buying a coach bag. And by the way, guys, that title was totally Hannah's idea. I absolutely loved it. Really, you have you, you have really nothing to lose. Why not take the plunge, call a dating coach, and guess what? You don't have to look so far. Hi. You can call me, <laughs> Rick Alvatesh, or you can call Hannah Kahana. And, you know, we could both talk to you and become friends with you and kind of hold your hand 
figuratively and literally um, in this process. Yeah, absolutely. And it's also really important to remember that, you know, it's not a one size fits all. This is not a hat that you got at Nordstrom Rack. This is, this is about figuring out what works for you. And if there's one coach that doesn't work for you, don't throw them all in the garbage just because of this one coach, you know, figure out what you need that you're, that you weren't getting from this specific coach or figure out why you were uncomfortable. And then, you know, use that to find the right one, because I guarantee you that there is a coach out there for you that will make you feel better. That will make you feel that, you know, your whole life is just wrong and needs complete rearranging. I want to end up with a quote, which I feel like has been my go-to with all of these episodes, because I feel like quotes really allow each person to gleam whatever rocks and diamonds they want from it. I've learned that people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. And I know that I can speak for myself and for Hannah, because she expressed that, that as a dating coach, that's really our goal, to make you feel great to make you fall in love with yourself, to help you fall in love with yourself, to look in the mirror and say, how you doing good looking and just help you in that path of really developing the most important relationship that we have, which is with ourselves. Yeah, as a dating coach, I can definitely attest to that. There is no better feeling than seeing your clients be as happy as you know that they could be, uh, reaching that potential of happiness and being happy with themselves, being happy within a relationship. It, to give somebody that gift and to be the, the I guess, you know, the vessel or like the facilitator to be able to give that to somebody is just beyond words. And every time I have that ability, it just makes me, you know, want to continue doing this for 120. We'll see you guys soon. I'm going to put Hannah's contact information on the show notes and we'll talk soon.